0: Porter Notions is brought to you by FaceFace Face Games, Canada's number one source for magic singles and products. Check us out at FaceFaceGames.com.
1: My trunk could drive you across the border from Vancouver. <laughs> Jesus,
2: how how big is your trunk?
1: I it depends on which car we take.
2: You know I'm six three, right?
1: Well, I'll have to put you in the back of the Jeep and just put a bunch of stuff over you and hope they don't search it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this, this seems like a... Bad plan.
1: <laughs> I could I could put you in a uh, ski rack.
2: <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to episode fifty five of Horde of Notions. I'm your host Chris. With me tonight, we have the full crew. First of all, it's Adina.
1: Hello, everybody.
2: We have Travis. Hey. And we have Will. I'm a little
0: sad inside.
2: A little. Yeah. We are recording this immediately after the Pro Tour finals for Return to Ravnica Pro Tour have finished. Uh, Stanislav Sifko wins with what was the uh, what was the deck, Travis?
3: Uh, mono green beats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. No, there was not a single squirrel to be seen. It was eggs. <sighs>
0: I'm not sure. They were calling it second breakfast, which seems very odd.
2: I don't mind that, actually. No, uh, I, mind, I, mind it, it.
0: I mind it huge. Eggs is just yeah. much easier to say, and second breakfast is just like, I don't understand. Who has breakfast a second time? Was the first breakfast not good enough? No.
1: Not, you know, that's why you have to bring back all the eggs and... Like, there's
0: this this meal, it's called lunch. Normally you fill up at breakfast, and then you have lunch.
2: But if you need a second breakfast to fill up, you can have bacon.
0: Right. All the bacon. No eggs. I've never heard of anyone saying, one, I want a second breakfast, and two, even if people did say they wanted a second breakfast, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't be having eggs for the second breakfast.
2: It would be for bacon.
1: Or bagels. They should call the deck eggs. They should call it bacon.
3: Are they playing off the full English breakfast, the uh, old-time deck?
2: No, because that was like um it was cephalids. It wasn't even cephalids. It was what's the name of that bloody thing? That sucks. Uh The sh- no, it was wasn't it the shapeshifter that discarded phage after there were no blockers?
3: Well, I'm going to go like, find out what it was.
2: Full English breakfast attacked with to the Google. Guess, what's the name of that shapeshifter that said that has you'd pay two to discard a creature card, and it's a copy of whatever is uh
3: Vorac shapeshifter. shape-shifter.
2: Yeah, so it would attack with a shadow creature as the top creature card in your graveyard, and then after blockers were declared, it would discard phage, and you'd win the game.
3: I think you might be right, unfortunately.
2: None of which is valuable uh, is uh, playable in modern, so we really don't need to discuss this.
0: Oh uh, no, but yeah, the, got... uh, there was there was cephalid breakfast though, which is the uh, legacy deck, the Mike deck Flores that Mike Flores, that Flores, Flores yes. keeps on pimping.
2: Yes, it's very very quick. What we're going to talk about this week is modern. We're not going to harp on about the Pro Tour. We will be talking about some of the s- cards that saw some play, but mainly we're going to be talking about uh, new additions to the modern format and the chances of it becoming an FNM format, what needs to happen before that can be a thing. We're also going to look at the announcement about modern masters and how that affects people who play at FNM. So one of the breakout cards from this weekend, I think we'd all agree, is Deathrite Shaman, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Definitely. It was, it was the, we did. I mean we talked about it and yeah. yeah. And it is good. We we were right.
2: <laughs> uh, it was in the Channel Fireball Jund list. It was in Yuya Watanabe's list. I believe he tested with Channel Fireball this year though. Yes. Uh it was also in the French deck that Gabe Nassif was playing with uh dred- basically zombies. It had like Dredge zombie and everything in it. Mm-hmm. I believe there was a Dredge Fine deck that was playing it. It was in Doran that Christian Calcano was playing. Because it's awesome. It's pretty good. i got to say, it does some pretty good things.
3: Um, was
2: It's it the littlest
3: planeswalker.
0: Wasn't the Lill- was thief playing robots?
2: Wasn't the thief playing robots? It must have been Raf Levy. I saw one of the French players talking about it on, on uh, Deck Tech. Are you saying all French people look alike, Chris? No, but I always get those two mixed up.
1: I'm pretty sure the Deck Tech was with uh, Raf Levy.
2: But. Uh, the card is crazy. I mean, in Modern, you get to use all three of its abilities reliably. More than once on camera this weekend, we got to see Turn 2 Liliana because of uh, Deathrite Shaman cracking a fetch and then untapping and going insane. It,
3: it really is it, it almost like a Planeswalker. And I still think there's a chance that it's a plant for uh, allied fetches in M14.
2: Or possibly even in Gatecrash. Or oh, not Gatecrash, Sinker. We might get fetches in Sinker, you never know.
1: Nah.
3: Yeah, I think it'd be better for a, a base set.
1: That would make standard land ridiculous. Like the the land base and standard would just be ridiculous.
2: Oh yeah, you could just play whatever you want to. Yeah,
1: amazing, yeah.
2: You can pretty yeah, much already play whatever you
0: want.
3: That's true, They're, but they would need to put some kind of good anti uh, non basic land hate, something like uh, the progress, or or something.
2: Well, I mean, you could easily at that point go turn to uh strangle root guys turn three Jorals Messenger, right? Like that's that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. That would be fun. That would be disgusting and I hope it never happens. I've
3: done it before. I mean come on. Of course mine used birthing pod, but
2: Well yeah. Uh chromatic lantern I guess already allows you to do that, but not on turn two and turn three. But anyway. So Death Right Shaman, yeah I mean the card is already around eight dollars. So the fact that it's seeing a lot of play in Modern... And it was actually uh, on screen in Legacy a couple of times, too, which where it can be uh, played in Maverick, because it can be fetched with a green sun, Zenith. You can play it in uh, in sort of the green-black Nick fit, fit decks, which put a lot of lands in the graveyard anyway.
3: Yeah, I, I was talking to Real Evil Genius on Twitter about it, and I, I don't... I mean, why would you play Grim Lava Mancer? over I mean, some decks branch into the Lava Mancer, but... I mean... It does the same thing, the consistent damage, but it, it hoses Snapcaster, it accelerates your mana. I mean, it, the card is fantastic.
2: In formats with fetches,
3: it's, it's an all-star. In formats without fetches, it's still pretty darn good.
2: What I find interesting, and uh, Will will be very happy to hear this, it's a $10 card right now. Uh, it's gone up since last podcast. We so did. far, so good. The podcast is, the foil is 20 um. Normally, there's not that big of a difference between the regular and the foil version, Unless the card is expected to see more play in Eternal formats. So I'm guessing that's what's happening here. People think that this is going to be more of an Eternal thing than a Standard thing, and that seems to have been borne out so far. I mean, people are playing it in Standard uh, in the sideboard against Reanimator.
3: I think it will all go up in Standard as well, simply because Turn 1, threat Shaman, Turn 2, Grizzly Salvage is a strong play. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do that all day long.
2: So another card that uh, we saw quite a bit of this weekend was Grizzly Salvage. There were some Dredgevine decks and some Zombies decks making good use of it.
3: I think I even saw a Jun deck that had it.
2: That's interesting.
3: Maybe that was on Magic Online and not the Pro Tour. It's starting to blend together.
2: <laughs> or were,
3: was
0: it your dreams last night?
3: No, I was in those. Throwing
2: eggs at his house.
3: Yeah, and then I picked up an Uzi and shot you.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Adina.
1: You're welcome. You can borrow my Uzi anytime.
2: That is super hot. <laughs> so, yeah, what else did we see this weekend from Return to Ravnica? Anything else spring to mind?
0: There were slaughter games.
2: I don't think I ever saw it resolved, though.
0: Not, I I mean, I'm still not really sure why. Abrupt
3: Decay made an appearance on all the gun decks.
2: Yeah, That's definitely.
3: true. Abrupt Decay.
2: And it also probably cost Yuya the Protor having that and not Maelstrom Pulse.
3: I wouldn't say it cost him, because, I mean, how many matches was it relevant that he had Abrupt Decay instead of Maelstrom Pulse, but um, I could definitely see the split.
2: Well, not being able to get rid of Leyline of Sanctity was huge.
3: (laughs) Yes. Right, but, you know, I'm not sure
0: they were planning on eggs being uh, as popular or at a top table, right?
2: Well, that's probably a great thing. That's the big breakout of this format, of this tournament. Apart from Jund being 30% of the meta game, Eggs wins the Pro Tour. Oh, Egg- we help. forgot
0: about one card. Niv matches. Oh,
2: yeah. oh Niv-, Niv Magus Elemental.
0: That wins on turn two.
2: So we're watching the first round coverage. Well, let me, let me set this up. Thursday night, I'm talking to Brad Nelson on Facebook. And I wished him luck and said I had a good feeling about the Pro Tour. And he said, have you seen our deck? I'm like, no, how would I have seen your deck? And he said, if you had, you'd have an even better feeling about this Pro Tour. Uh, he didn't want to tell me what it was. All he said was, it's going to be awesome. So when we're watching the first round, and I see on Twitter that somebody wins on turn two, my first thought was, oh my God, SCG Black has broken it. We didn't even know who it was at this point. And then somebody asked how it was possible, and and they were talking about Infect. And I thought, no, it's it's Niv Magus Elemental. It's got to be. I don't know why I thought that, but that was the first thing that came to mind. And lo and behold, it was Niv Magus Elemental.
3: Their deck was fantastic. It's a really strong deck. The only problem was, you know, they had a weak match to Jund, and they knew this, but they did not think Jund would be everywhere, and Jund was everywhere.
2: It's also pretty weak against Zoo.
3: Yeah, Zoo really wasn't everywhere, though.
2: Zoo wasn't anywhere.
3: I know, I think that's, that would have been the right call, but they, I mean, Jund was just, every matchup I saw, Jund kicked their teeth in.
2: Yeah, Brad Nelson beat Jund once, and he basically exploded on Twitter about it. It's not a great matchup with all the hand disruption and the cheap removal.
3: Right. Can fight them both
2: ways. So the way that the deck wins is it plays either on turn one of mega Elemental, turn two, Kiln Fiend and then it just smashes your face in with Phyrexian mana spells and either a tainted strike or just two attacks it also has ground rift and before you all go scrambling for gatherer that's a one red casting cost from time spiral so it's red not one red just red uh target creature without flying cannot block this turn and it has storm so if you have turn one if make a elemental then turn two you play a blood crypt. You play Mutagenic Growth and eat it, so you now have a three four with one spell cast. You play Gataxian probe and eat it, so you have a five six with one spell cast with two spells cast. You play Tainted Strike on your Niv Elemental. So that's three spells cast. And you now have a six six infect Niv Elemental. You cast Ground Rift You get three additional copies, so you have four copies of the spell on the stack. If your opponent has played a creature on the first two turns, it can't block.
0: Unless it has flying.
2: Unless it has flying. Birds of Paradise for the win. Hello, Ornithopter. (laughs) Magus eats the others, and then attacks for the lethal.
3: I think that's why they were also running Slaughter Pack, though.
2: They also were running Slaughter Pack. So
3: they could either kill a creature or eat the Slaughter Pack.
0: See, that deck also seems very weak to Turbo Fog.
2: Yeah, because that's a deck. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, that's uh, what I said before the Pro deck. Tour about
3: eggs. <laughs> Will, let's get together. Let's build Bant Turbo Fog with Angel's Graces, Snapcasters, and just crush the format.
0: <laughs> Dahlias as well.
3: Damn straight.
1: And then you could, you know, you could use the Populate. You could have the, the creature that makes it so your opponent can't attack the next turn and then you can use the blue spell that makes a copy of him, and so you can make a token copy of him, and then you can copy the token, you can just keep populating, and they will never be able to attack.
2: You're an evil woman. Uh, Chris's brain is brewing. (laughs) I I don't think it's fast enough for modern, but if Stonehorn Dignitary was still in standard, I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Growing ranks, baby. Every turn I get a free Stonehorn.
1: Uh, Be a little crazy.
2: So, yeah, Niv Megas Elemental, that deck is remarkably cheap as well. I mean, the most, apart from the mana base, the most expensive thing in it is probably Slaughter Pact. I doubt Ground Rift is any more than about 10 cents.
3: It was awesome to watch all the speculators immediately after round one flock to the bots and buy up, you know, as many copies as they could. They're like, oh, I got it for 50 cents, and then the next round it came out and got crushed by Jund. <laughs>
2: it was fantastic yeah. to behold.
0: Slaughter Pact is right now three fifty on Face-to-Face Games, and Niv Magus is
2: $3. And Ground Rift is $0.25. Cents. You can get a foil for $0.92. Cents.
0: Oh, really? It's $0.25? Yeah. Okay. I guess Chris is going to start foiling out this deck, then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually do have a foil Niv Magus Elemental, and it looks sweet. I mean, you start foiling out...
0: Yeah, well, my foil Death rate I mean, looks sweeter. But you start foiling out eggs, I don't want a Pro Tour...
2: Yeah, pro I pro, def-
0: pro tip. Before the next pro tour, whatever Chris starts foiling out, buy it.
2: Buy it. <laughs> I
3: have a friend who uh who uh, foiled out Living End. He says it cost him like fifty bucks to foil it out.
0: Really? I think he got ripped off.
3: The mana base. Yeah. Oh. and uh fulminator mages. Right. Um <laughs> well, yeah,
0: Living End is three dollars. That's rather surprising.
2: So, moving on. Uh, We were talking before the cast about how to beat eggs, because, you know, that's what we do here. One of the things is we talk about the new popular deck and how to beat it. And Travis came up with an excellent idea. This
0: is the part where you say what the excellent idea was. Travis Uh, is confused, because he doesn't remember coming up with an excellent idea. I
3: spouted so many excellent ideas, it's hard to go back and... (laughs) Right, right, yeah, one wait. genius one out of right, right, right. Were they excellent
2: ideas?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I'm guessing it was the Trenosphere. That certainly is something that hoses eggs. I mean, presuming you're still alive in time to cast Trinisphere. So, for those who don't know, what does Trenosphere do, Travis?
3: It makes everything cost three. Whoa, whoa! There's an addendum oh. to that.
2: Everything that costs three or everything that costs less than three now costs three.
0: No, there's another addendum to that. What? It has to be untapped.
2: Does it really? Yeah.
0: It's as long as Trinosphere is untapped. So if they find a way to tap it. it
2: well, they don't have actually it. have anything to do that. They do run uh, Echoing Truth on the sideboard though. Which now costs three. Yes, it does.
3: I mean there are lots of ways to fat eggs. I don't there think are, the problem probably. is most people go for the graveyard, graveyard removal to fight it, and it's really resilient to graveyard hate, uh, unless it's a ley line of the void. Um, but even then they can bounce that. I think they the way they that uh, either destroy their hand or um, make things cost more. Thalia, Trenosphere, maybe Chalice of the Void. Uh,
2: the thing is, if they know you have the graveyard removal, they just wait until they have two. Exactly.
3: If you don't have the clock to force them to try to go off when they're not ready to, to back up your disruption, they're going to win, as you can see by the Pro tour.
0: I think what you need is you need a Ley Line and two Greater Oromancy. I don't <laughs>
2: think they have a way of beating that. As I was saying. Every
0: other, every other deck does, but not that one.
2: <laughs> if you have
1: What you need is Silence imprinted on an Isochrom Scepter.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure
3: that beats every deck. It's <laughs> not exactly deck. Well, so what,
1: you're saying what's going to slow it down? That's I'm bad. telling you,
3: Angel's Grace plus
2: Snapcaster Mage.
1: Yeah, that works.
2: But I still think I, I want to explore this this uh, Trinisphere idea, because Thorn of Amethyst is in Modern. That makes all sp- is it all spells or non-creature spells? Non-creature,
3: I think. Non-creature.
2: Okay, so Thalia also makes non-creatures cost one more. Yes. So if you just play a sort of a stacks deck in modern, you might be able to tap your own Trinospheres as well.
0: But then you need to untap it for their turn.
2: I guess, yeah, that's, uh, that's true.
0: Though, you know what's rather interesting about the Trinisphere, right? Is the fact that you can play a Death Rage Shaman. And get that out turn two.
2: Yes, you can. And a turn two Trinisphere is going to sl- is, well, basically, eggs has to bounce it.
0: But what's nice about Death Reincarnation is that you can you don't have to play the green; you can just play black, as well.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: It's so all depending on how you want to go. I know there's, you know, certain uh, at least in Legacy, right? There's certain uh, Orzov, uh, hate bear decks that you could definitely go that way.
2: Well, green white is the classic hate bears. But you could splash black for Tide Hollow Scholar,
3: or blue for Meddling Mage.
2: Yeah, although yeah, Meddling Mage uh, again, the thing is we can't just build to beat eggs. We have to be able to build others, beat other stuff. I mean, Trinosphere also messes with uh, robots, right?
0: Messes with robots. It messes with Cascade.
2: Yeah, and also messes with Burn. If that's a deck
3: and blue red storm that Finkel and everybody was running.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Which, by the way, we've mentioned Goblin or Electromancer, which also showed up.
2: Uh, innovated by apparently Mike Flores, with a, uh, due to a suggestion from Osip Alphabet. Well, that makes
0: sense. I mean, Flores is completely is it, even though he tries to deny it.
3: That's is true.
2: It?
1: <laughs> he is it. Yeah,
2: I do love me some Flores. So he came up with that idea. Um, that Storm deck was pretty scary. Well, Storm is scary anyway, but Goblin Electromancer makes your rituals that much more dangerous and also has the ability to beat the two if you need to. Which actually happened, apparently. Finkel was playing, I think, Noah Long?
0: Someone who he- went Leyline of
3: Sanctity.
2: Yes, and Finkel won by Electromancer Beatdown. That's just funny. So that's, that's pretty good, apparently.
3: Just a little bit.
2: So what else happened this weekend that we need to talk about?
3: Uh, it could be something called Modern Masters. I heard something about on Twitter.
2: Modern Mastery,
0: yes. Mm, I don't think it's Modern Mastery. I <laughs> think it's just Modern Masters,
2: which, so modern which also
0: Ma- is interesting because Modern Masters' abbreviation is MM, which is further proof that Wizards is just trying to forget that Mercadian Mask Block even exists. <laughs> just another way to sweep it under the
2: rug. Well, let's look at it. The is best that why to give us
1: F&M m ms at
2: Halloween? F&M and M Oh, too many M&Ms. Uh, the best things from that block are uh, Richard and Port, one of the most boring cards ever created. Gush <laughs> yep. banned and in, in restricted in every format. Yep. Lin <laughs> Sivvy, the first card to be banned in Standard in years.
0: Well, Rebels was a decent deck.
2: <laughs> no, it's it not wasn't. even the it fact that Rebels
0: was a deck. decent deck, it's the fact that everything else was awful.
2: Rebels was unbeatable. Nobody could touch it.
0: Well, yeah, because there's nothing else in this, in the format that, you know, could do anything.
2: Yeah, so Mercadian Masks was, I mean, had, they talk all the time things. about stakes. Oh, days, days is still around. But,
0: like, out of prophecy, the most expensive card is, like, Rhystic Study? Maybe Avatar Woe? Oh, Maybe what? Maybe Avatar Woe?
2: Um, what about the, isn't Well of Knowledge from there as well?
0: That's worth something.
2: I think so, because of, of EDH.
0: All right. That's, I think that was, that
3: was in one of the uh, much earlier blocks.
0: On face-to-face games, sort by price, no.
2: I think oh. that was like a weather light. I do not want foils. There's a well of some description that was in there. I, I don't know. Anyway, irrelevant. It was actually, a crappy set.
0: Actually, interestingly, the most expensive card on the face-to-face game website from Prophecy is Avatar Fury is $2.50.
2: Because that does see play in EDH. Well,
0: yeah, because if if someone has seven or more lands, it costs two red.
2: Because Avatar Joey Lawrence was reprinted a few times, right?
0: Avatar Joey Lawrence? (laughs) Yes. Is that a thing?
2: (laughs) Yeah. What's Avatar Joey Lawrence? Whoa. (laughs) Avatar...
1: Whoa. Whoa.
3: That may be the worst joke I've ever heard in my life. I don't understand what's the joke. Apparently,
1: I was the only one old enough to get it.
3: No, that was a good bl- that was Blossom.
1: Yeah. I'm that old too. <laughs> it was, but, you know. Oh, Joey Lawrence
0: is <laughs> someone on Blossom? Yeah. Okay, the only reason I know about Blossom is because apparently there's one of the chicks who's on the Big Bang Theory. Uh, interestingly, about Blossom. Yes,
1: Pop- I am Violet. she's, uh, Sheldon's girlfriend.
0: Yes, I know. Uh, Interestingly, one of the, uh, the fifth most expensive card from, uh, Prophecy is, uh, one of Travis's, Travis's favorite cards of all time. Travis, do you know what it is?
3: I'm betting it makes squirrels.
0: It does make squirrels. It's Squirrel Wrangler.
2: Oh, I've
3: killed more people with that card than any other.
2: <laughs> wow. That thing what is I broken, broken in EDH, that. man. <laughs> So Modern Masters is a 229-card set being released in 10-card boosters, which will come in 24-pack boxes. Recommended retail price on these is 6.99, so expect to pay at least $10 for them. Uh, let's not get silly here. Uh, each pack will contain 10 cards. There'll be no basic land. Instead, there will be one foil in each pack, guaranteed. There's Rare's Mythics... Commons and uncommons, normal set distribution for those. There will also be never before printed tokens. No word on whether they will be foil or not. Please be foil.
3: I, I just thought of a really good card to put in your sideboard for the eggs match. What's that? Disciple of the Vault. Ooh. Ooh. Let them kill themselves.
2: Ooh, that's that's, that's, yeah. Ooh. Nice check. Uh-huh. I like it.
0: That seems all right.
2: You know what else would be all right? Ignis.
0: No one has ever said that. Ever. <laughs> like, zero <laughs> times as though have those words ever
2: been mentioned in a <laughs> sentence.
3: Man, that was very uh, much the cunning linguist there, Chris.
2: <laughs> I see why you did that. So, Modern Masters, the biggest thing about this is that it's going to have reprints from sets from 8th edition all the way through to Alara Reborn. Yes. Which is where their user base really started to pick up, and that's where the majority of the big cards in Modern are from. So,
3: there's no fetches.
2: There'll be no fetches. So, that's a problem.
3: And but they will only be reprinting cards that aren't on the ban list, so no Jace the Man Sculptor, unfortunately.
2: And, and also, well, and no, that wouldn't be in anyway. And no
3: Umizawa Zite.
2: Jace wouldn't be in anyway, because it's from After Alara Reborn. That is true. Either way, it sucks that they won't reprint it. But, basically, Aaron Forsythe said that these are cards that they can't reprint in Standard, or that are hard to get. So we might get Martyr of Sands, for example.
3: Eternal Witness, yo. Oh,
2: Eternal Witness, Path to Exile, Dark Confidant, maybe, although that might be one of the ones they said he won- that they weren't going to include, because it's considered to be for, for being on the ban list.
0: I don't know. They reprinted they're gonna put Tarmogoyf in there.
2: Nobody is ever gonna ban Tarmogoyf. Yeah it's a vanilla creature. It would be it's just wrong no, to I, ban a vanilla creature.
0: I get that, but like Dark Confidant's played in a deck. Admittedly that deck makes up, you know, thirty five percent of the Pro Tour.
2: No, it's played in every deck that plays black. Yeah,
0: which is one deck, Jund.
2: There's black white tokens, there's Dredgevine
3: there's uh,
0: the
2: deck that I'm playing, Black from the Loan. Uh, uh, yeah, Aggro Loan. There's also the new Zombies deck that uh, Levy was playing. Dark confidence in all those decks.
3: I don't think Dark confidence should be banned, though, because it ends up killing as many people as it saves.
2: But the other thing that we've got to look at is what else could be in here. So Thoughtseize? But let's look at it by color. I mean, what are the black okay. cards? Confidant, Thoughtseize for sure. Especially Thoughts, yeah. Can
0: we start at white if we're doing
3: colors? Jeez. All right, let's start with white. Yeah. So I'm bringing set. the brothers to the front. Put them on the front of the bus. Yeah, anyway. So,
1: so, so okay, if, if I understand you correctly. This is like Master's Edition on NTGO where they're basically going it's through cr- all of the sets, too. and they're picking specific ones. Yeah, they're not yes. doing... They're, it's not just any random cards from these sets could be in any of the packs.
2: It's 229 card
1: sets. Yeah, they're picking out which sets or which cards um, are going to be in the set. So they're actually going to develop it and make sure that those cards draft well with each other and create a limited environment. That It's already
2: been developed. The development team was, uh, they just announced this as well. I know Ryan Spain was on it um, with a couple of other people whose names have escaped me, but it was Ryan's first development team, which is awesome. So the podcasting community represents
1: definitely
2: before we get into Gavin what cards could be in it, is Gavin on it
1: too?
2: no it was before he got there oh. so before we get into what cards were in it a couple of things I wanted to point out it is a limited run set it will not be released in the same quantities as everything else also there's going to be a Grand Prix for it
0: in Vegas
2: In in Las Vegas in June now here's where this confuses me Everybody is already talking about going to this Grand Prix. They're going to get 1,500 people easily. So that's six packs times 1,500 people. And that's just day one. And that's just day one.
0: Turns out the limited amount only going to be available at this GP.
2: (laughs) So that's 9,000 packs right there before you look at draft or side events or judge comp.
3: All right, but if it's if it's what twenty four packs per box, I mean they were the way we we're doing the math. That's like basically one of each mythic per case. If it is limited, that's really not going to flood the market with these re- mythic money cards. No, I mean so if you're getting yeah. the commons, they're going to drop drastically. But
1: I, I think the I, point I is how limited pretty. can this run be if they have to print at least that much just for the GP? Will there be any left to sell? That's that's the point. Is you know. How much are they going to print of this quote unquote limited run?
3: Maybe they've limited it everywhere but that GP. Like the two, or three cases per store. And then, hey, look, yeah. here's a GP.
1: What I
2: actually like about it is that it was developed with drafting in mind. So it'll, drafting this will be a sanctionable format.
3: And it will be the, the interesting thing to your cube draft we can get from Wizards.
2: Yeah. And this cube draft I might actually be interested in playing because I will know most of the cards.
0: Well, I mean, so if you just read it, right, you'll know what the card does in Cube Draft.
2: Yeah, but I won't know how to play it. Uh, fair enough. Pro- so let's look at what could be in it. Let's start with White. Martyr of Sands, I think, is probably going to be in there.
0: Can we start with Mythics and Rares, not the uncommons?
2: commons.
1: So wait, what, what set did you say it's starting with?
2: Eighth edition. Oh, okay,
1: edition, so, it's, so it's everything under, that would be legal in Modern, basically. It's starting at Eighth Edition and, mo- and Mirrodin and then coming forward
2: from that. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> or walk. Yeah, so nothing from Zendikar, for example. Right. So, what about, uh, Ethesaur and Canonist? Do you think we're going to see that in
0: there? Um, I mean, maybe. maybe. It's not. I'm Baneslayer seeing Baneslayer
3: Angel.
2: Yeah, I can see Baneslayer. I think
0: Elf's one is in there for sure.
2: Oh, no, would yeah. Be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Uh, I had another one. Uh, Kataki? That would be a good inclusion.
0: I, I think the the problem though is that like because they want to make it draftable, right? So there's not yeah. going to be too many like hate bear type cards in there.
2: Okay, but I still think. What about Arc then?
0: Yeah, Revelar. I could see Arc being in there, I, uh, especially since it's popular among. Because I think Modern Masters is really skewing towards much more competitive players.
2: Yeah, especially with the price
0: tags. So I, I think if they were to include stuff like arc stuff that's EDH playable. It won't necessarily say get EDH people to be buying this en masse, but it'll say more, you know, give uh, competitive players these cards that maybe they don't necessarily play in competitive decks, but they could always say look towards EDH to play.
2: Ranger of Eos as well. I can see that. Path to Exile.
0: Definitely.
3: The premier removal spell of the format.
0: Especially against New Megas Elementals. <laughs>
2: I don't care how big it is. Go get a land and shut up. <laughs>
3: and that's why they're running the uh, Apostles' Blessing.
2: Yeah. There was another one I thought of that might be in there. What about... no Oh, we haven't got to gold cards.
0: No, we haven't gotten to gold cards. All right, what's next? Blue?
2: Any other white ones that anyone can think of before we move on?
0: Not at the top. Lo-
2: yeah. Lone Lion, maybe? Nah,
3: I mean, maybe.
0: As a a common, common, like, right? commons, uncommons, right? Could, there's a large variety of stuff that could be in there.
2: Let me just grab my uh, eternal binder here. Because,
0: I mean, the thing we have to remember, right, is they're not making essentially, uh, you know, just, oh, every card that's hard to find and, master- and modern that people need, we're just going to throw those onto, into the set. Like, there's going to be some in there, but it's going to be, you know, draftable as well. I don't uh, think... Like I think there's people that have, like, the expectation right now that they're like, oh, well... If I just buy a case, like, I can instantly play every deck in Modern.
3: And hey, I've game, got one. Like, that's. Wow. Second Sunrise.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was I doubt four. it.
2: <laughs> what about uh, Proclamation of Rebirth or even Mind Sensor?
0: Okay, I think you really love Martyr Proc way too much.
2: I do. I really, really do. Okay, let's move to blue.
3: Vendillion Click.
2: Yeah. pretty sure that's a Mythic. Spellsnare. I hope so because that bloody thing is somewhere like eight dollars right now. Remand. I hope Remand is in there too. Uh,
0: Spellsnare is eight ninety nine, and Remand is five ninety nine.
2: Cryptic command. Yep. C- Cryptic command will be in there. I think if they reprint
0: the- Cryptic command, they're going to reprint all of them. No.
2: Not necessarily. Like in, if this was Chronicles back in those days, I'd say yes. But they've shown they're not afraid to reprint one or two of a cycle. I mean, look at the Avatars, for example, right? Like Avatar of Hope got reprinted. Avatar of Woe did. I don't think all of them did, though.
0: Oh, what no. Yeah, but that was in 10th edition. They were, like, weird choices made in 10th edition. Because they did that, if I'm not mistaken, there was a couple cycles in that particular set that of the five, they only printed two or three.
3: Yeah. Maybe. Vincer Shaper Savant?
2: Hmm... Uh maybe. The fairy? I hope not. <laughs> bind click? I
0: don't really think they want to make fa- really put too many fairies in. It's like well, fin- I mean, it's, it's like it's Affinity. Th- fairies is, like, not as dirty a word as Affinity, but it's certainly up there in magic lingo.
2: As long as Better Blossom is bad, it's not too dangerous. What about, like, Sleight of Hand or, um... Sleight of Hand was in ninth, so they're not going to do that. They might do repeal. No,
0: I think that I think they'll do sleight of hand because people want a blackboard slide of hand, and the only way to get well. that is in, from Portal.
2: Nope, you can get foils.
0: Right, not everyone plays with foils.
2: Well, that's true. Re- repeal could be something that they put out. What's we'll see one with
3: Scry two?
2: Draw card, Scry two. Um, Serum visions. visions. Serum visions. Blue is tough because it doesn't have much except for card draws and counter spells, right? Like, I mean, Vendillion Click is a possibility. Most of
3: that stuff is already banned, <laughs> and I guess that means Jay Spellerim will be the Planeswalker.
2: Uh, yeah, that seems very reasonable, actually. Maybe they do like Master of Ethereum or something like that.
3: Planeswalker. Uh-huh. I
0: guess they could maybe reprint. They could put Tezzeret the Seeker as a blue Planeswalker. Maybe yeah. they
2: reprint Jay Spellerim with the book art. That'd be sweet because they did say some of these will be alternate art.
0: Well, no, they said that there's going to be, I think you said 25 new uh, cards are going to have new art, like never before seen before.
2: Mm, Could be. But we don't know what art they will use for the ones that aren't new art. I mean, the book art technically isn't new. Yeah. That is true. All right. Anything else in blue? All right, so black.
0: Nazis. Bob. 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 Profane Command. Bob. Profane Commander. Death Cloud? Maybe. <laughs> I want to see him reprint Death Cloud. That'll be fun and limited. <laughs>
2: How about kokusho Yeah, buddy.
0: I don't think that's No, Now we're we talking. What? You need more emphasis on it. Like, Kokusho. Oh, whatever.
2: <laughs> kokusho. How much has that jumped since it was unbanding Commander? Let's have a look. It is now. Well, you can get a foil one from From the Vault Dragons for 25 bucks. Regular one is
3: $18. What about the beacons?
2: Do they ever see any play, though? Uh,
3: Beacon of Creation rarely, but um has. That's the
0: well, Beacon
2: of Unrest has as well, right? As a reanimation spell?
0: Doomboy? What are the. Oh, okay. I just searched for beacons, and the first one it gives me is Beacon Hawk from Dissension.
2: I don't think that's <laughs> that being reprinted. That will not be in Modern Masters, no.
0: Let's see. Beacon of Unrest is Reanimate. Mm, probably not. What about
3: some of the, uh um like, the Zumi Shortfang and the Champions, black cards, the flip cards?
2: Maybe Inkai's?
3: Yeah.
1: Ooh, yeah. Aw, oh, rats. Uh,
2: yeah, I think Kakusha is a good call, uh, especially as a mythic. Then you could reprint all the dragons. Uh, except for the green one. Nobody wants that. Doesn't it get...
0: Oh, no, I guess it gets plus one plus one counters, right?
2: Yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> what about uh, Urborg, Tomb of Yawgmoth? Well, that's a land, but I'm almost positive that won't be, because it was in front of the vault realms. Oh, I wanna, I'd
0: actually go for, like, an Urborg.
2: I wouldn't mind it, but I don't see it happening. Uh Anything else in black before we move to red?
3: Move on? Red was the hard one I had
2: when I was thinking. Yeah, Kiki Jiki is pretty much the only thing that springs to mind.
0: Obviously, even though Travis somehow didn't get that.
2: Jaya Ballard, maybe? Ha <laughs> uh, only if you put flavor text by Jaya Ballard on her.
1: Well there is gotcha. a chakra of that in the world of magic.
2: Oh yeah, and it's all funny. Uh Bolt would be really good for the limited format.
0: Really? Then you can go yeah. then you can have like Magma Jet as well.
2: Maybe alternate art bolt. Flames of the... uh, What was that hand? Flames of the Hand? Flames of the Blood Hand. Yeah.
3: Char. uh, Let's see. Char. Rift
0: Bolt. Lava Spike. Yeah. Shard Volley, maybe?
2: You don't want too much burn in there, or everybody will just drop mono red.
0: That is true. Well, no, it's just because I pulled out my mono red. Modern deck. (laughs) Arc Slogger.
3: (laughs) Siege
2: siege Gang Commander?
3: Uh, He's been reprinted to death yeah Hellspark
0: I was Elemental.
2: Say, uh, hell uh hells Thunder that's probably more likely than Hellspark Elemental
0: maybe see what's really interesting about this list that we're going through so far we've only gone through like the four colors, but like we can't name like a ton of say cards that are like, oh yeah, for sure, right off the top, so these people that are like freaking out that their entire collections are gonna like plummet in value calm down.
2: Well, they're magic players. They panic That's when things change. Change is bad. Yeah, the first thing he says, Oh, no!
3: And run around screaming. <laughs> what about Seismic Assault?
2: Yeah, please. Or a How Blood about Moon, back? definitely. Countryside Crusher? Oh, yeah, Blood you Moon. You were about
0: to say, Hamlet by I
2: weren't you? I was, but Countryside Crusher is what I meant. What about Pact of the Titan? All the Pact's. Yeah, they might do all the it packs, which makes other, sense, because then you
0: could... Ha- was there a 4-4 red giant token?
2: I think there might have been in a later set.
0: Uh, well, in... I think it was Shadow Moor, it was red-green. Okay. So there wasn't a
2: red one, per se. Well, that's possible. Might happen. All right, what about in green? We all know that Tomo C- is C- being reprinted.
1: Doubling C- <laughs> C- secret. <laughs> calling it now. Uh, that's uh-huh. a good call.
2: Oh, Adina. So but they're
1: going to be able to reprint it. You know, they can't reprint it in standard. It totally fits the bill for a set like this.
2: Except that it's not a modern staple, but it could be. Uh, Tarmogoyf is being reprinted at Mythic. We know this. That was confirmed with new art.
0: Which is not as nice. I like my old Tarmogoyfs. Isn't Tarmogoyf also
1: going to be in the regular border instead of the um, future site border?
0: Well, see, yeah. here's what's interesting, right? Like, obviously, as an old-school player, I prefer the old borders much more, but I remember when they previewed the future-sided borders, and I was like, dear God, that is hideous. I now really, really like them. I do,
2: too. I think they're fantastic. Like, I wish they would go to that. Magic player's gonna complain. <laughs> so I, they're no, definitely
1: it's a little like, harder... I don't know, I think it's a little harder to read the Manifest on them, but other than that, you know...
3: I love being able to fan them out like a... Poker hand and see what my costs are.
2: <laughs>
0: that is true. That is That does work better.
2: So, one of Scapeshift and Plane and uh, Prismatic Omen, I would have thought. Um, hierarch? No. Yep, Noble Hierarch.
0: What would the green United Planeswalker be? Wildspeaker? Nyssa, maybe. Um,
2: oh, God, I hope
1: not. <laughs> 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 have they confirmed that there's going to be five Planeswalkers in it?
0: No, we're speculating. They've okay. confirmed, that there's confirmed that there's going to be 229 cards and a Tarmogoy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. That is
2: it. <laughs> well, 228 and a Tarmogoy. Oh, you're right. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, there was another green card that just came to mind. Um, Cloud Pressure. I could see it. Completely fair, right? Like, it's not a broken card. It sees some play. Wall of Roots? Yep. Wild I'd love that. Wild
0: and the Cattle. It's going to be unbanned.
3: <laughs> nope, they said anything that is currently on the ban list. So they right, probably shot I, it down.
2: Dryad Arbor. Uh,
3: I mean, they did just reprint it in the, in the uh, from the vault.
2: Well, yeah, but you said Urborg, so... <laughs> which is why I brought up the fact that you said no!
0: Yeah, but Erborg <laughs> is, like, an actual, like, expensive card. Dryad Arbor is, what, a couple bucks,
2: maybe? Tra- Travis, eggs won the Pro Tour. That'll shut you up for a minute. Try it
0: out for three bucks.
2: Oh. Okay. Hmm. And that's lower than it was. What about right? um a
3: bunch of the elves? Heritage Druid. Nail Sentinel.
2: Yeah, I'd like that. Glimpse of Nature's banned though. Sorry. Regal Force. Yeah, yeah. Let's move over to artifacts.
3: Oh, Art- sound cravature. Sword of Fire and
2: Ice. Agine Explosives. Yeah. Yes. Chalice of the Void.
1: I could I could see them definitely reprinting the swords that, you know, weren't in the new set so that, you know, people have access to all five of them now.
2: Shackles, which is like a thirty five dollar card right now. Cobstone Curio.
0: Manrique Gusari. <laughs> That's actually a card. Calm down.
2: I know it is. What about Ethavile? Yeah,
3: definitely at the end common slot.
2: Oh, my bad, but Dark and Shackles is only a $20 card. Still yeah, could dead. be
3: a reprint. I mean, but just Sword of Fire and Ice, and Shackles, and Engineer Explosive would be awesome.
2: I want Void as well, though.
0: Oh, uh, Lotus Bloom?
2: Dark Citadel? Yeah. yeah. Dark Steel Citadel would be awesome. They might just do Dark Steel Garrison to mess with us. Uh, <laughs> Colition <Clarkson laughs> Relic? That- what was that,
3: Travis? Relic? Yeah.
0: What about chromatic mm-hmm. sphere and chromatic star?
2: <laughs> I have my doubts. Um,
0: <laughs> well, they need commons and uncommons, right?
2: Or isochron scepter, maybe? I, uh, yeah, I can see it. We forgot ruined halo as a white card. I can definitely see that being reprinted. Yeah, I love ruined halo. Yeah, name Valakut.
0: <laughs> oh, defense grid for artifacts.
2: I'm ensnaring bridge as well. Yep. Yeah. Thorn of Amethyst, maybe? There are will a of
3: not- good artifacts they can reprint, which is why the Mirrodin block, the scars of Mirrodin stunk, because it felt like they could have been so much more, and they didn't.
2: Hey, there we go. That's what we could do in our Trenosphere deck. We could play Trading Post.
0: Uh, this deck
3: started <laughs> to sound bad.
2: Uh, well, like Chrome, <laughs>
1: is
3: banned, isn't it? What's well, banned? box. Yes, it is.
2: Tangle Root? Is that the one that taps for green?
3: Whenever player plays a creature, that player adds green to his or her mana pool.
2: How is that not in the elf combo deck?
3: Some of them have run it. (laughs) Okay. They usually prefer to go Cloudstone Curio, though.
2: All right, let's go with gold. Too many to count. Bloodbread elf? Kitchen Finks? Well, Kitchen Finks is not gold, William. It's it's multi-color.
1: It's multi-color. We're
2: we're doing hybrid separately. Fine.
0: Well, you didn't, didn't
2: know that. Category. I said gold, not multicolored. Clean out your ears. Joyra Ugh, oh, I Joyra. hope not. Can you imagine, like, turn three, Joyra, <laughs> turn four, suspend, world fire, and friggin' lightning bolt. <laughs> Tick tock. <laughs> oh, you want to kill Joyra? this? <laughs> you want to kill Joira? Go for it. I don't care anymore. Knight of the Reliquary. Come on, people.
3: Definitely. Obvious.
2: Obvious. What about Doran?
3: Probably. I mean, there are so many good gold cards. I mean, I literally, my brain is, what's the, uh, oh, it's probably, a, it's a hybrid. Never mind. You want to list that separately? Right,
2: okay, so here's, here's something for you. Not Cruel item. I mentioned, yeah, Cruel ultimatum. ultimatum. I mentioned this to Will last night. And, John Charm and Terminate? All the charms terminate. Lightning Helix. I really wish they'd reprint Hull Breach, but it's not in Modern at the moment. Here's here's a suggestion. In a Doran deck, Rock's Faith Mender.
3: Yeah, I already thought of that.
2: (laughs) 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 Seems pretty good. Oh,
0: I was just shifting through the deck here. Uh, For blue, there's Threads of Disloyalty. But there's white. I wonder if they'd be ballsy enough and reprint Wrath of God. That would be all... I knew
1: that when we were talking about white. Oh, that and in prescribed. blue. uh
2: Muldrifter. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, Drifter is good. But we're still in gold. Um Broodmate Dragon. Broodmate Dragon would be alright. Let's move to hybrid then. Kitchen
0: Fangs. Fulminator Mage.
3: The, uh, I can't remember it, the black red one that brings the copies of itself from the graveyard to play.
2: Um, Demigod of Revenge. Yes, but that's one. I have a play set of those.
0: Red would have Blood Moon as well, sorry.
2: We said that, yeah. Figure of Destiny.
3: Probably. Yes, definitely. Blightning.
2: Blightning. Oh, can we have Coiling Oracle in Gold? I love that card. Blightning! Blightning! Ride the Blightning. (laughs) Electrolyze. Yeah. What what's what else can we have in hybrid though? Figure of Destiny I would really love to see. Boris uh Ma- Red. Boris- rid- yeah, we did mention that.
0: Seriously, Travis, keep up.
2: I'm trying. <laughs> Try harder, darn it. Aren't there any of the cold snap cards
3: that uh get a lot of play?
2: Tamanoa. <laughs> Uh, that Domino Aceri Meditation deck was so much fun. Or, I wish it was viable at Monday. Viper? Yeah, maybe. Well, it's the, like uh, the only
0: Cold Snap card.
2: Well, the Modern Sense Cold Snap. Oh, uh, Todd Holoskuller. Yep. No one, one wants to
0: see Modern Marv- Sense.
1: They definitely have to be careful, though, because the thing about Cold Snap is, do they want to have to include snow Snowcruppered Lands? And if they don't, then you know all the cards that reference that or all the cards that have snow mana aren't going to make it into the set.
2: Yeah, so we can't have Scrying Sheets or Scred, for example, both of which saw some play.
3: What about Through the Breach or Goryeo's Vengeance?
2: I want both. I really want Goryeo's Vengeance because I just want to discard Emrakul to an Avatar of Discord Actually, and then what I want cast in this it.
0: so that someone can play it unlimited is a Higetsu Second Raid and Magister Sphinx. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's just cruel. What about disciple of the vault? Ooh, would they would they dare?
0: Casali, uh, Pride mage in gold.
2: Oh god, yeah, obviously. Would they dare though with uh, disciple of the vault? Yeah, why not? Is it's it banned now? It was never banned. No.
1: It, well, it was banned in standard, but it wasn't.
2: It was never banned in modern. No. They could probably do the leges, uh, the the hybrid mana Lieges. Some of them have seen play. Stuff like Godhead of All and stuff like that.
0: niv well, especially, especially the one that gives uh, the Niv-Magus Elemental uh, shroud.
2: That's, um, that's an enchantment, though, the hybrid mana enchantment. Uh, yeah. Clout of the Dominus. Yes.
3: Oh, and blue, uh, Kira Great Glass Spinner.
2: So, as we can see, there's quite a bit here that could potentially be in Modern Masters that would make it a great set to pick up. Oh, I mean, I don't think elements. anybody's under any doubt. Okay, lands. Yeah, that's a good question. Good point. All the uh, Reflecting lands. pools? Yeah, filter lands. Reflecting pool? Yes. Yeah, you can
0: have Urborg, uh, Grove of the Burnwells. City of Brass?
2: The one who lets you tap and draw two...
3: Tap and draw... both players draw cards. Uh, Minamo, is it?
1: Yeah, Minamo's yeah,
3: yeah. Not that Minamo was the blue one. <laughs>
0: yeah, Menamo's um, the blue one. It's... Uh, uh, Mikakoro?
1: Mikakoro, Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the one.
2: Uh, what else? The fetches we know will not be they can
0: put in. Dryad Arbor
3: in there?
2: Yeah, if they can put Urborg in, they can put Dryad Arbor in. Uh,
3: but I don't see them putting in three lands like, what are the ju- ju- there's just duels? Comes. Well, I can't remember the names of cards tonight. The one who puts the artifact
2: on top of your graveyard. Well, Academy Runes. Academy yeah. Runes.
1: Bozajou.
2: Sh- who Shelters All? Bozajou. We'll yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, because if okay. we go through it, right? Ravnica, well, there's Meriden first. You'd have Gloomer Void.
2: Flagstones. Yeah. Oh. By the way, Foil Glimmer void, beautiful.
0: I agree. I've seen that. It is
3: very nice.
2: What about what about the Tron? Are we gonna put the Tron in there? No.
3: Hideaway <laughs> lands.
2: Potential. Yes. Although nobody really wants Mad Blind Mountain. That wasn't a hideaway land. Shut up, Chris. Uh the um but the enemy colored mainlands? There were no enemy colored mainlands. Or allied colored mainlands, sorry. They were in Zendika, or World Week.
3: Yeah. Ah. You could refer in
0: Pain Lines. So
2: they, in just, they were just in They're kind, of, they're kind they? of
0: lackluster, but yeah, they were in yeah. Tenth.
2: Yeah, I don't think anybody wants that, unless they put them at Uncommon. Would they put all 10 shocks? No. no. Absolutely no. Well, not. Well, no, they, w-
0: they want people to buy standard packs, right? I mean, they don't really have any... Uh,
3: I mean, they're they're th- if this is going to be a draftable set, it needs some hella good mana fixing.
2: Yeah, you have filter lands.
0: I think you can put shocks at uncommon.
2: No. <laughs> uh, not shocks
0: at uncommon. Oh, sorry, pain lands at uncommon.
2: They might put the filter lands and um, maybe the karoos or maybe the uh, refuges. Oh no, the refuges were in uh, Zendika. Well,
0: they have the chemigawal ones as well, right?
2: Yeah, that's possible. Uh, but two lands we've completely forgotten and we should be shot for are Blinkmoth Nexus and Mutavolt.
3: Definitely mutable. Just oh. to bring the things' price down.
2: Yeah, the full art one. There we go. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's that would really
0: bring the price down on that.
2: <laughs> I would probably bring the building and renting down because the people who own them would just be like, "You did what?
0: Uh, yeah. What about
2: the um, like what, Shizo like- and Shizo Death Storehouse and them? That's entirely possible." Well, uh, there's, there's, there's quite a few cards here that we could expect to see. I'm uh, really looking forward to spoiler season for this. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: That's going to be fun. When When is it coming out? When is it being released?
2: June of next year?
1: Right before the GPT. Or uh, the GP.
2: What GP? Yeah. Right before, but, but it's uh, also after modern PTQ season, unfortunately. I think they
3: definitely wanted to give uh, advance notice so that people could start selling them, but so they'd have no excuse to complain about the reprints. Well, they well, also yeah, mentioned... But that, I don't the... think the
0: reprints is a big thing, because when Modern was first announced, R&D made it really clear that the reason they chose that as the starting point for Modern was because everything within it was fair game to be reprinted.
2: Yes. It, and Aaron d- said d- that they pushing are... Pushing
0: Modern
3: hard, which is awesome.
2: Aaron said today on Twitter that they wanted to do it earlier, but it wasn't physically possible to get it out in time.
3: I think he's just a lazy bum who's lying.
1: <laughs> uh, I know
3: one the, they better have in there. What? The only card in Modern, I think, that mentions my beloved squirrels. Uh,
2: deranged Hermit? No, her, her, uh, Deranged Outcast.
3: Swarm Yard. Uh,
2: what? What?
3: Swarm Yard, the land...
2: Oh, you insect rat,
3: spider, or squirrel.
2: There's a card in Time Spiral that makes squirrel tokens. Actually speaking
0: of which, while we were going through this, I wasn't being super participation no. Sure, that's a word. Let's go with it. Because I went on the gatherer and searched every single well, I removed a couple, uh, card that makes tokens. Because I wanted to see, hey, they're gonna print tokens that have never been seen. So we came. I came up with a couple of them. I don't think we've ever seen a colorless spirit token.
2: No. What makes uh, that?
0: Baku altar. <laughs> Admittedly, <laughs> not a prime
2: target for being <laughs> <me. laughs>
3: Doesn't the uh, the one card from Kamigawa make colorless spirits promise a boon ray? Uh, yes, that's
0: possible. Yes. Uh, there's Belfry Spirit from Guild Pack that makes one one black bats. Again, like, not playable cards, but things we've never seen.
2: Skeletal Vampire also Um, makes those. Deadly
0: Grub makes a 6-1 Green Insect (laughs) with Shroud. (laughs) Uh, I don't think they... Oh, wait, no. Saperling tokens are made. Uh, 3-1 Red Elemental token made by...
2: I've seen those.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, 1-1 Colorless Sand tokens. I think those are definitely going to be in there.
2: They are not reprinting Hazes on Tamar.
0: What?
3: Hey, Chris, they're according to Gather, Swarm Yard oh. is the only squirrel card in Modern.
2: <laughs>
0: no, uh, yeah. it's Dune Broad uh, Nephilim that makes Colorless yeah, Dune Broad
2: Nephilim, yeah. But they're not reprinting the Nephilim. Nobody's ever played oh, them. Except
0: I know they're not reprinting them, but just like that 1 1 uh, Colorless Token, because there is. What's the other thing? What's the other card that makes Colorless Sand tokens?
2: Hazes on Tamar, isn't it? Yeah. Oh no, he makes San Warriors. Oh,
0: right, okay. So then yeah, maybe not those won't be in there. Uh snake tokens, one ones.
2: Don't remember seeing those.
0: Yeah. Uh Black Thrall Tokens, one one, made by Endric Shar, Master Breeder. Oh. I
2: think Forbidden
0: Orchard Forbidden Orchard makes one one colorless spirit tokens.
2: And that has a chance of being in the set. Yeah, not that's
0: Gold metal lookout which makes 1-1 one, one, oh. Gold Medal Harrier tokens.
2: I think that'll do. Speaking
1: of tokens, granted, this isn't in modern, but why don't we have a Pack Rat token? I'm just really sad about that.
3: Could you just play other Pack Rats as your Pack Rat tokens? You sleeve up, like, ten extra Pack Rats.
2: Um, do not listen to Travis that's, at a tournament, yeah, sleeves. You, that's you that's like don't, not yourself? It's, no, you'll get a game yeah, loss. Yeah. It's it doesn't matter if they're in different sleeves. Well, can, you can't can you,
0: Can you print Like, can you print out paper copies? Uh, it's still sketchy. Uh,
2: it's, then That's it's a copyright You you could you, know, you think could think take needs- the art and put it on a token. Could, pro- probably. Could I take
3: a picture of me holding up a pack rat and minimize it and put it on a card <laughs> and make it on the tokens? <sighs> Although,
0: uh, uh,
1: there is... They there is would Mar- be really cool. Okay, you know how they have the split cards? If they just made a split card with pack rats on it, so then you'd have, like, little mini pack rats, so you'd know which ones are tokens, you know, and you couldn't mix them up with the rest of your deck. There like, is
0: Maronar that, that makes 1-1 black rat tokens. That could also have a chance of being reprinted. Or at least a chance of making tokens. I think my favorite token, though, <laughs> Maker and Modern, is, uh, Avi No Which
2: Avi No yeah, buddy, which makes
0: zero one green sheep tokens.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that card. And Ponderfy that makes the three three green yeah,
0: eight. Yes, that was actually the next one that was on the list. Uh, what else is there? That's, no, that's where okay. were the
1: sheep in the uh, goats versus squirrels thing? You know, how come they weren't asking would sheep win in the fight? There is sheep an interesting
0: one. There is. 1-1 one, one white Pegasus tokens. Now, admittedly, there was a Pegasus token <laughs> in Unglue,
2: but, you know, maybe. Yeah, Unglued tokens are so pimped. They are. And they
3: need to just I make think. Squirrel tokens, even though there are no Squirrels in Modern? <laughs> because Squirrel tokens are that awesome. Reprint
2: Deranged Hermit, I say.
3: Hey, when I went to States, I used Squirrel tokens instead of Beast tokens for all of my Beasts with Thragtus. <laughs> the really good Unglued ones.
2: So a couple of questions I have for you guys just to get your opinion on this. With do you, do you this think they to
3: make
0: a token for all the Sarpedian Empires?
2: No, I do not. With this new set, do we think they're going to release event decks for Modern? No. No.
3: That would be a very... Yeah, that just wouldn't
2: work. Why not?
3: Because if you're focusing on... Go, Ina.
1: Well, we both said the same thing. We said that it's a limited run set so it doesn't really make sense to have specific cards available in an event deck when it's a limited run sort of thing.
0: I think you'd have to look at it from two different perspectives, right? Like, I don't think they'll make event decks now for this, but since their their goal is to certainly (laughs) reprint different things, I can certainly see it, say, maybe next year or the year after, where instead of reprinting, say, another Modern Masters similar set, is they come out with event decks, so something like a Zoo versus Jund, where essentially you'd have, say, the basis of Zoo, or you'd have the basis of Jun. Now, obviously, I mean, like, with uh, Shocklands being reprinted, they wouldn't put Shocklands into there, but you could easily, like, fill those into your deck, but they'd be able to give you a bunch of the staples that are actually in that deck to play.
3: Instead of Zoo versus Jun, why not make a black uh, Zyndikar versus Phyrexia? Just have the whole block versus one other block. I
0: suppose so. I mean, they could also make something awful like Eggs vs. Martyr Brock. <laughs> uh,
2: Eggs vs. Storm. By the way, that matchup is terrible, and Storm is normally half a turn faster, so it normally wins.
0: Alright, if we can get back to tokens for just a second, because I, no. I actually have cards that are viable no. to be reprinted. Oh, for crying out loud. Ursus Factory, which makes 2-2 Assembly Worker tokens.
2: Not going to happen. It costs seven to make them. Nobody plays it. Okay,
0: but it's still something...
2: uh, I think
0: uh, Dina mentioned Tomb of Urami, which makes a 5-5 Black Demon Spirit creature token with flying named Urami.
3: Awesome. What?
0: Well, actually, I'll get to the one that I actually see going. Uh, I want to see Thunderheads make a 3-3 blue weird creature token.
2: I thought you said these were all viable. That,
0: that That was the last one that isn't, but the one that... It's not, in terms of mana cost, it's less viable, but Tulsimir Wolfblood, which makes a 2-2 green wolf, uh,
2: Legendary Wolf, the Volga token. That would yeah, be awesome. Yeah. Which, Just to have a Volga token.
0: Which would be awesome. Like, I, I mean, I don't think Tulsimir is, Wolfblood is playable in modern, but to get that token, that would be pretty sweet. You don't know? Uh, Sengir Autocrat makes zero one one Black Surf tokens. <laughs> I know they said no
2: time, I shifted cards. Unfortunately.
0: Well, then we're not getting.
2: Well, then Wall of Roots isn't happening either.
0: Also, I don't think they hate the Pele or Basin enough to reprint Maloku.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Although,
0: if they were to make 2 2 Spanish illusion tokens, that would be pretty sweet. What? Oh, because, uh, Maloku's, uh, in Spanish, it makes 2 2 tokens.
2: Oh, right, okay. Uh, Now, the other question I had for you. Right now, Modern, which they obviously are trying to push as a format, is not sanctionable as an FNM format. Do you think once Modern Masters comes out, that could change? Why not?
0: Because their main goal is selling cards that are in standard. So
2: No, their main goal is selling anything.
0: Yeah, but it's selling, like, the most popular format is standard. Correct. So by having drafts with the latest set, you increase the people who's drafting car- standard card pool, or by having standard tournaments, then you further support standard. So while modern is certainly would certainly be cool or whatnot there, I think what they want to kind of do is, or what they'd say preferably have, is you have something like Thursday Night Magic that's modern.
3: I think they'll just have, like, a modern game day every few you know,
1: months. I, I, I disagree. I think that modern is something they're trying to move toward, and one of the reasons why they don't have modern F&Ms is simply because the barrier for entry is so difficult right now, and they don't want to scare off the new players, you know, and have them show up to this, this tournament and have, you know, none of the cards, and there's all these older cards, and they're all so expensive. So with something like Modern Masters, you know, certainly... A draft of Modern Masters as an F&M would be completely within reason, I would think. And after Modern yes. Masters has been out and people want to play Modern more and people have access to the cards, I would think that, yeah, they would want to sanction it. And they, you know, once, once everybody kind of has a little bit more of a base, then they feel like new players won't be so intimidated by Modern.
0: But there's a couple of problems with that. Like having a Modern Masters draft would be like a $20 draft for f and which one is mm-hmm. rather expensive and two, like mm-hmm. while they're they are reprinting stuff like modern masters isn't basically going to give everyone a full set of mo- uh, modern right so like people no. that are just starting out and that have very limited budgets are never going to be a- like they're not going to be able to play modern from the very beginning so you're essentially saying that your premier event each and every week which is FNM which is what wizards you know pushes more than any other event you're essentially saying that new players can't play this. Or they can play it, but with decks that are nowhere near competitive enough to actually, you know, succeed at these
2: tournaments. But what you're forgetting is that Extended is an FNM format right now. So is Sealed Deck. Uh,
0: Okay. Is Extended actually still a format? There's, yes. That's still... A, you can
2: still sanction... That yeah. still exists? Yes, it's still sanctionable. So... You don't. You're, you're looking at things from the point of view of a player who wants to be able to build any deck they want. Modern is getting to the point where it could be like Legacy, where you build one deck, and most people only have one deck for that format. Modern Masters will enable most people to build one Modern deck. They have. They might have to spend a bit of cash, but it'll probably cost them less than Standard, and it won't rotate.
0: See, I I disagree. Like, what decks are they going to be building that are going to be affordable? Like right now, they're who knows right now eggs. You Living End?
3: You can,
2: Living Procs. End, Goblins, Mada Proc. We don't know what's going to be in the set. Half of Jun could be in the set for all we know.
3: Well, I think a better question would be uh when is SCG gonna switch over from day two legacy to day two modern? Never. I never wanted to see I, that. Yeah, I happen. disagree, but I think that will happen. Well, no, I don't think it will a three will.
1: day tournament and then you know they could have standard and modern and legacy.
3: At some point, shown that the, the that demographic's is going to shift to where they would get more players at a modern tournament than a legacy just because there's going to be a greater player base, and they'll do that they just for care. purely economic
2: reasons. No, they don't care how many no, players yeah, they I, have. It's not I about prefer, that. It's about for the for cards economics. that they yeah. Yeah, yeah, think Right. it, for
0: economics, they stay in legacy.
2: Yeah, they make a whole they whole more sell, off of legacy cards. Yeah, they sell more cards and they make more money off legacy. Right, but at some point,
3: if they start buying up the modern cards the way they did the legacy a few months before, knowing when they're going to switch no. to modern, they could make the same money they did at legacy.
2: They can't because the margins aren't there. You can't buy. There's no card in modern that you can buy for fifty and sell for one fifty. That's the thing. A modern is still way too volatile for them to make anywhere near the sort of cash they're making off legacy.
1: Plus, the, the
2: fact that they have Legacy on day two means that a lot of people don't want to play Legacy, so they make a ton of money selling boosters to people to team draft all day,
1: or side events, or you know, if they're doing like a competitive draft or something, you know, they keep...
2: they don't do side events anymore. I still say at some point they're going to switch to modern. No, they won't. It, there's there's no money in it for them. Yes, there
3: are. There are revenue streams there.
2: But they're not as good revenue streams as Legacy. But at some
3: point, Legacy is just not going to be compatible. The the economic stream for Modern will be greater, just because there's going to be a big enough player base that, you know, they could get a 200-person Legacy tournament, or they could get a 500-person Modern tournament, where those 500 people are going to be there buying the cards that they need to fill the deck for the tournament.
2: But they don't make money off the entry fees and the people buying cards for Modern it takes four times as many people buying cards for Modern than it does for Legacy to make the same profit because the prices are just so much more You're you're saying that basically
3: everybody for the Legacy tournaments are going to show up and buy the cards for the Legacy tournament that day they're not doing that, these are people who have their Legacy staples, that's why they're going to the Legacy tournament, so they're not spending a lot of money on the cards at some point Star City is going to have their legacy supplies are going to go down low enough to where they will make more money by selling the modern cards that they could buy cheap.
2: But they don't make money off selling cards. Star City makes money at these events by buying cards. And, then and that's building. why they go. Right, but they don't sell them straight away. They go to these events because people will show up and sell their collections. That's why they started doing the classic series, so they could go to more cities where they don't normally go to get people to come in and sell their collections that have been sitting in their basement. And then Star City will sell those over the course of the next however many months to people over the website and in events. These events are basically excuses to get people in the building to sell cards to you. Everything else on top of that is gravy. And if you're just running modern events, people aren't going to be buying up the legacy cards at the events, and they're probably going to be selling them, but not in such a desperate hurry to do so. If I only have to sell one duel to finish my deck, I'll do that. But if I have to sell a play set of duels to finish my deck, that's a lot more difficult to, to, to swallow.
3: I still say in the longer timeline, it's going to happen. It, it it will just make economic sense. I mean, imagine if, you know, end of next year, they say, all right, we're switching to modern. And the legacy market crashes. They can start over doing what you're saying they're doing. They would The people will sell that one duel to buy up the modern set, and then after two years of modern, they said, "Well, we're going to bring legacy back for a year as a classic series." Boom! They made so much more money by from the stuff that they bought because they switched to modern. At some point, it just makes economic sense for them to do it.
2: I don't think people would do would would put up with it. I don't think they'd go back. Like if if they're going to get jerked around by that. I don't think people are going to go back and say, "Yeah, okay, let's do, let let's go back to Legacy now and sell all of our cards and buy all the stuff up that we sold."
3: On a long, on a longer timeline, they will.
2: I think the only reason that Legacy still exists as a format is because of Star City. Definitely.
1: Well, it is sanctioned in some of the GPS, so you know, pros are still going to be playing it.
2: But there's only like two a year.
1: But they're still in, playing in,
2: it in North America. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's people still playing Extended, too, although that's not a Grand Prix format. I
0: want to meet these people. Please, if you're still playing Extended, email me. Say, I'm still playing <laughs> Extended.
2: <laughs> and give us the tech. <laughs> I don't even know what sets are in Extended, anymore. Anyway. We'll uh, would it be Innistrad we'll be forward,
0: forward or no, Scars like forward? Zen- it would be like Zendikar, Scars, Innistrad, and Return to Ravnica?
2: Yep. Is it four blocks? Four blocks.
0: Yeah, it's four blocks. So yeah, Zendikar forward.
2: So in a stride, so you mean Extended no longer has fairies as a deck? Oh, it didn't anyway, did it? Because it was shards of Alara no, before. Does that. Uh, it Still has Valakut. Valakut is no, because it doesn't have Scapeshift shift anymore. No, but it has
0: prompt. Titan.
2: I guess. But is Stoneforge banned? I know Jace is.
0: Yeah, Stoneforge is banned as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Extended might actually be a fun format right now.
3: No.
1: Anyone was playing it.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean. The reason it was terrible before is because it combined two incredibly oppressive standard formats into one. Like this is before Stride came out, when which was the last time anyone came to, cared about extended, because you had Fairies and Scape Shift and Core Blade, well, and that was it.
1: The problem with extended mm. was always the fact that whatever it was that was in standard that you hated that was finally gone. Now that's what everybody's playing in extended. So Actually, like all the cards that you were just like. Thank you, finally. They're rotated out. Now you gotta face them in extended. So that's why extended wasn't fun. It was like the you know
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know what they're you know, actually you know what they're probably gonna do? They're gonna come out with extended masters. That's why it stops at shards of Alara.
2: (laughs) 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 But having said that, like if we can just transition briefly before we move on. What oppressive decks could you play in extended right now that were terrible in in standard like I don't think there is anything with Jason Stoneforge Band there's no call blade Valakut there's with a, a Castle
3: Wolf Run kicker it's like hey look I can kill you with Valakut or I can go get Castle Wolf Run and an Ink Moth Nexus
0: yeah it's going to be Valakut and uh, uh, Splinter one I guess you can go play Birthing Pod if you want
3: or Blue White Control yeah everyone wants to play that
2: <laughs> but I mean that that sounds no less healthy than any other format that's stable. Well, that's that's why
3: extended never really worked because it wasn't stable. Every year you would buy the you would buy you know Bob at twenty five thirty dollars. And at the end of the year you would have to try to sell it before the price dropped. I mean,
2: well, that's just like standard, though. It is, but
1: standard was a, less. It was uh, meant, like, yeah, it was just like standard. You know, it it wasn't different enough from standard to make it worthwhile to play.
0: Well, that was after they changed it to four blocks instead of seven.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's too bad right now. I think I think you could play an extended tournament and find it a lot more interesting than you think it is.
1: I mean, the idea is that, you know, your deck just rotated out and now you can't play it. But, hey, it's still, you know, legal and extended, so there are still some tournaments where you can use these cards and they're not completely useless. You don't have to just, you know, throw them away or sell them. You can still play them a little bit, you know. Until
2: you get bored of them and want to play something else. Man, that'd be the, I just think that'd be so much fun. You imagine the mana base with shocks and Innistrad lands and M10 duels and Scar's lands? Yes, I
3: can. It's called modern.
0: And man lands?
2: (laughs) With no fetches though. Oh, you do have fetches because of Zendika. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So (laughs) you have modern mana bases with not modern cards.
2: Yeah, and no cruel ultimatum. Sad face. Okay, uh, anything else we want to talk about with Modin? What are you, because GP Toronto is coming up, and well, you're going, right? I believe so. What are you thinking you're going to play? Like, what's the front runner? As
0: the masochist that I am, I'll probably play Storm.
3: <laughs> play my, uh, seismic assault deck.
2: Yeah, I know, Travis, I was just gonna ask you, you're on side, you're on assault loam, right?
3: Yeah, that's one I've been working on lately. I've got an article, well, I've submitted an article to Man and Pepper Hive for it, so it should be coming up in a week or so.
2: How many death rate shamans?
3: I originally had four, but I moved them out. It, uh, I I want to move them back in, but there are sometimes it's just no, it's just non-bow. It's, hey, look, I removed the land that I really needed for my life from the loam from the graveyard to accelerate.
2: Yeah, but you just take it from your opponent's graveyard.
3: If they have
2: one. Well, this is modern. They're playing shocks or fetches or something. Like, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Adina, have you seen any modern decks that you really like?
1: Well, see, I'm, I'm a big Storm player anyway. That's what I like back when Mind's Desire actually was legal to play. So,
2: yeah, those two weeks were terrible. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I probably would have been playing either, you know, Eggs or Storm or something like that. Ah,
2: uh, Eggs. Yeah,
1: in fact, if I play, I play my Desire deck, had a lot of eggs in it, so there was
2: that. If I play at GP Toronto, I have four potential choices. Eggs is one of them. Uh, it's eighty percent foiled right now. So if I could show up with a seventy-five card foil list, I would just be the happiest man alive, and I'd be playing eggs, and I could try and beg to get on camera and just make Travis's day miserable. Yes, you would. Uh, <laughs> I'm also looking at well, a list similar to the affinity lists that were played this weekend, uh, where they're playing blue instead of red. They're playing uh, Master of Ethereum instead of Etch Champion. And uh, no burn spells, they're playing Thoughtcast instead. I really like that list. And I, I, that's one thing I'm working on. The only thing I need for that is some Darksteel Citadels. Uh, Dragonstorm is another thing I'm really anxious to play. Really? Because I love Dragon yeah, Storm. Yeah, but it's kind of a
3: dog to John, isn't it? Is it? I mean, I think Thought Sees Away, your Dragon Storm.
2: Well, sure. But, I mean, any combo deck is a dog to discard spells, right? Yeah, but this,
3: this discard deck is the n- most played deck in the format.
2: Okay, so what just won the Pro Tour?
3: Eggs, but what was in the finals with it? And what
2: else was in the top eight?
3: So people are going to play Jund and just hope they can beat eggs
2: with Leyline of the Void. But they won't because of Echoing Truth. And I'll just play Leyline of Sanctity on the sideboard. This isn't rocket science. Um, The other list I'm looking at is fairies, actually. I really want to be able to Restoration Angel and Mistbind click.
3: That's just... uh. I hate fairies. I hate fairies and eggs. Those are the two most hated decks in Modern by me. Unfortunately, Fairies doesn't get much play.
2: Although, the other thing I I, I really liked, I was putting a list together in my head that ran Demigod of Revenge and Avatar of Discord to discard things like uh, Vengevine or Gravecrawler, play Deathrite Shamus to get them out earlier, and then possibly run a reanimation strategy, but I don't know if that's necessary. So your
0: goal in modern is to play cards that cost five mana and more? (laughs)
2: They cost three mana.
0: Demigod of Revenge costs five.
2: Okay. Well Avatar Discord
3: costs three. Maybe I'll
1: just play vampire. Just
3: play Grizzly Salvage, it costs two and it's awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, vampires could be a thing. I mean it was a thing in, in Zendikar Scarsbox standard, so no, okay. you could also play uh Smithy's uh It's uh,
0: yeah, called it
2: yeah. See every time I play a Smitty list I I lose. I was mm-hmm.
0: just searching Squirrels on the Gatherer, and I was like, oh, wait, there's another card in Modern that makes Squirrels, but it's actually from Commander. It it's, just hung, it's, just, order.
3: it's just Swarm Yard, trust me. Acorn Catapult for the wind. Yep. I think I'm going to put a Swarm Yard in my si- in my deck, no matter what, so I at least have the one Squirrel card.
0: So, like, is your favorite, like, format of all time Odyssey block constructed?
3: No, but Odyssey was the first set I ever bought a box of, so that might be some of it. Kind of like, the,
0: there, there are one, two, three, four... Yeah, they're pretty much all in Odyssey. Or at least an Odyssey block. Like, the only cards that aren't are... You have Acorn Catacult, Drainage Termin. Are we counting unglued and unhinged cards? No.
3: No, but there's, like, Liege of the Hollow.
0: Liege of the Hollow. Uh,
3: Squirrel, Squirrel Wrangler Knight. wasn't. And Swarm Yard. Yeah. There's, there should be only be 13 tournament legal squirrel cards. Uh, if you don't notice, they're
2: in holy for a reason. <laughs> uh, so that conversation is just done. So that seems to be all we had to say about modern. Uh, modern. I really modern that's what that. I had to
3: say about modern. Play more modern. It's a great format.
2: Even if eggs is in the format. I really enjoyed watching it this weekend. Actually, I thought uh, some good matches played and some really high quality magic and eggs.
0: Uh, it's actually not very liked in Montreal, or at least Quebec in
2: general. Yeah. Well, that's because everybody plays Legacy.
0: There's a lot. Of, there are a lot of Legacy players here,
2: which is. A that's because
3: Legacy is like the old married wife, and then Modern is the new hot trophy wife. Wow.
0: No, there's there's just, like, a lot of people that, you know, they had the choice of, they are like, oh, I could start in Modern or I could start in Legacy, and they're like, well, if there's the odd, odd chance that they're going to reprint cards, I'd much rather just spend money in Legacy with knowing that it's not really going to decrease.
2: This is true. I mean, up until recently, and I, th- I think even now, like, Modern is so up and down that you can't really lock into one deck.
0: I mean, that also opens up the, like, I don't play uh Magic with the goal of like making money off of my cards. I play Magic because I enjoy it, and you know, essentially any money that I spend is, say, lost, if you will. I'm willing to take mm-hmm. a loss on it. However, there are—it's uh, not everyone that thinks that way.
3: So, I'm with you. Yeah.
1: That's I, why I'm, I'm not getting I'm, rid I'm, of my I have cards. Yeah, I am mass cards. I collect them. I'm not getting rid of them.
3: And that's what's fun about Modern now. I mean, if you buy Dark Confidence or Tarmogoyf, you're not buying them for more one deck. Their the format is small enough that they'll fit across multiple decks, whereas in Legacy like if you buy show and tells, you're pretty much built up buying them for the show and tell deck.
0: Well, you can play Dark Confidence and Tarmagoids in Legacy as well, so you can play Team America.
2: America you're, or um Nick Fit. I actually am trying to put together the cards for Nick Fit because I want to play Deathrite Shaman, in Legacy.
0: What is a Nick Fit?
2: It's the green-black deck that plays, like, veteran explorers with cabal therapy, oh, okay. and it has, like, okay. finish deed and stuff in Can it. You also
0: just play evergreen.
2: Never heard of it. It's
0: a green-black suicide deck. It started out being okay. called Green Black Suicide, and then when Casino Royale came out, someone called it Ava Green.
2: Okay. Oh, which reminds me, I was talking to Glenn Jones about the Star City Black deck, I asked them if they considered Death Shadow in it, because by turn two, you're down to, like, six life. And apparently they did, but I don't know why it didn't make the final deck. What's it seems awesome. Star City Black's deck? The Niv Magus one. I
0: thought that was blue.
2: No. Oh, okay. Wait now. Jerry Thompson, Brad Nelson. Yeah, that is blue, isn't it? Yeah, Black was on um, Storm. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's move along to the random moment of Giggory. Uh, a Random Moment of Geekery. Adina, go! Wow.
1: So I have been... Uh, <laughs> start over here. Um, yeah, I've been on a lot of planes and public transportation and sitting around and waiting for things lately. So I've been very into my Kindle. So my Moment of Geekery this week is actually a series of books. Um, it's called Open Minds. And it's about a society in the future, about a hundred years from now, where um, humans have evolved into where they are all mind readers. And, of course, the main character is the one person who doesn't actually have the same ability as everyone else. Um, And she thinks that she's zero and she does not, you know, can't do that. So uh it's it's really an interesting society that develops when everyone can read everyone else's mind and if they can't read your mind they don't trust you and therefore you have no future. So uh so there's that and then she discovers that she actually has an ability more powerful than what they have and then they're even more scared of her and she's even more of an outcast. Um, but it is a trilogy and I've read book one and I'm into starting into book two now, so Yes, the Mind Jacked Trilogy. That's exactly what it's called. Cool.
2: Alrighty, Uh Will, your moment of gig Reset. Yes.
0: Uh, I was randomly browsing on the Internet the other day, and I came across this wonderful person who, although slightly expensive, makes uh, hoodies. And they are hoodies that look like the Power Ranger uniforms.
2: <laughs> yeah, these are awesome, and
0: uh, <laughs> they are one hundred ten dollars, but uh, they are custom-made Power Ranger hoodies, and they're pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, I did see them. You shouldn't send me that link. It'll be in the show notes. And yeah, do want? Sorry,
3: was never a fan of the Power Rangers. Irrelevant. Yeah,
0: you're also a fan of Alabama, so you know. I'm not going to say that, you know, your opinion means very little, but, you know. That that means I like
3: things that win.
0: Uh, Sure, go with that. I mean, essentially (laughs) essentially by that logic, you know, you like things that win Alabama. You must like Satan, because, I mean, essentially everyone ends up dying, right? Yeah, that's where I went. That just means I like death. (laughs) Deal with it. Oh, so you like people dying. F- okay. FBI, check Travis out.
2: <laughs> mm, moving on along. This is awkward.
1: Travis, can you <laughs> you join the uh, cult of Aractos with me.
0: You're already on the FBI's watch list from the last episode, so you know.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the cult of Gogari. The things die so that we can regrow them.
2: Wow. Well, okay. Wow. Well, um. Travis, Moment of Geekery before this gets even worse. All right,
3: my Moment of Geekery is one of the greatest Halloween decorations I've ever seen. You'll see it in the show notes. as someone built a makeshift flying saucer and crashed it into their yard. They've got the little alien body laying out. They've got the crime scene tape. It looks fantastic.
0: All right, uh, I don't want to ruin Travis's, you know, illusion of how things are. I don't think they literally crashed it into the ground. I think they just set it up so that it looks like they crashed in the ground. I don't no, think I they, think were flying they flying jumped out of that tree
3: th- with it and crashed it into the ground.
0: Uh, I do not I think, think they I think they hopped on
1: their little radio and they contacted the aliens and the aliens came and crashed their spaceship into the ground. I think that's what happened.
3: Suspend your belief, Will.
1: Sure. The truth is out there.
0: Um, it's actually a really good show. Except in for you know, eight nine, mm-hmm. in Vancouver, yeah. Yeah. You've lost me completely. Uh, The X Files.
2: Yes, I know. Oh, okay. but I don't know. So the X
0: Files was filmed in Vancouver.
2: Oh, yeah. was it?
3: A lot of the
0: really good shows are coming. At
3: least yeah.
0: we. At least I assume that like seasons one to seven were filmed in Vancouver because they're pretty decent, and then eight and nine was probably filmed somewhere like Alabama.
3: I don't know. No. No. Oh dear!
0: It's because season eight and nine are bad. I I don't know how I have to continue explaining this explaining this to you, Chris.
2: No, you don't need to continue.
0: I'll do it anyways.
2: Okay. He
3: seems so depressed.
2: No, um, I just I I don't understand. After uh, after
3: after taking himself in hand from all the egg showings today, he's just tired. Fair enough.
0: Would you like me to cue you up? No, that's fine. random moment of
2: geekery. Chris! <laughs> I actually don't have one this week, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. Nothing really geeky has been happening. What about
0: your modern deck winning a Pro Tour?
2: Well, that's pretty cool.
1: Okay, I-, I have one for Chris then. This is a YouTube video, since I know you like YouTube videos. There's a YouTube video, and it is, uh, and uh, remote control car chase have you seen this one yet no okay it starts off with you know four guys with their remote control cars and they're having a race and then all of a sudden you see these little remote control police cars come out and start chasing them through the city and so there's this whole car chase and then of course there's a remote control helicopter that drops in and then you know they're jumping over buildings and landing and the police cars upside down and all sorts of it it's pretty hilarious so I think that that would be a good one for you. That can be your moment of d You're welcome.
2: Wow, I said that without even moving my lips. You sound like That's a girl me. now, too. Well, you know, well, there was some question about some things.
0: Right. All right, so depressing <laughs> part of the cast over?
2: Uh, Wait, what? Yes. Let's do shout-outs. Uh,
0: <laughs> okay, you want to go first so you can give a shout-out to Eggs and get it over with?
2: No, I don't want to go first. I will go last, as I always do. Adina, shout-outs.
1: Shout-out to Martinet and Card Kitty, as always. Shout-out to my wonderful family, my brother and my dad, who actually watched the finals with me, and my mom, who kind of watched the finals with me, and then she fell asleep because it's late, and I'm actually on the same time zone as you guys, so that's pretty cool. And uh, shout-out to my non-magical playing friends here in Philadelphia, who are graciously letting me stay at their house. And uh shout
2: out to my boyfriend Josh. Yay, Josh.
1: Woohoo! Yep. That's
2: it. Okay. Well, shout outs.
0: Uh shout out to Face Face Games, who I used my last free draft with this uh this past Friday. So that's kinda sad. Uh a shout out to I'll begrudgingly give a shout out to Travis who won our uh Pro Tour draft because uh, because I'm awesome
3: and you are not.
0: Because Yuye beat draft David a player Ochoa got in the semis. Yes, <laughs> I... Well, I did pick, as my seventh pick, Steve O'Mahony schwartz who did not show up, so... I got a zero as Uye, well. You <laughs>
3: guys let me pick the player of the year as the fourth pick. Come on.
2: In the fourth <laughs> round... Uh,
0: in, in my defense, I picked the best player of all time, so, you know...
2: Yuya you Watanabe? No, you no, didn't. No, I
0: picked John Finkel. So he he didn't get back to me. Otherwise, Snap picked him.
2: <laughs>
0: it's more Chris's picks that were sketchy.
2: Hey, now, I, my first pick was LSV. Like, that's normally a perfectly legitimate pick. I think Yuya's going to start being banned in some Pro Tour drafts. Though.
3: Chris picked with his heart and not his head.
2: Well, I picked LSV, and then I picked Sam Black because I had a feeling that one of the SEG teams had broken it. And then, after that, I picked Raptor, who did well. So, my picks weren't that bad.
1: Not like we a He tried deal. to pick based on insider off. information, and it backfired. Yeah, I think,
0: I think Chris admitted to collusion. Chris picked on people who have been on this cast.
2: <laughs> yes, because LSV has been on well, the cast. Well, not LSV, but so the rest of
0: them. <laughs> was, well, you I had Sam Nelson, Black in there. You had Brad yes,
3: Nelson.
2: Yeah, I picked Brad because I had spoken to him. And I, plus, I had a good feeling. But the thing is, that's the way you win pro tour Dress, is by picking people that nobody expects to do well, and then being right. Yeah,
0: because no one expects LSV to do well in the trip protor.
2: Yeah, well, you don't start going deep until the third round.
1: <laughs> I just want to say, you know, my, last, my wild card pick was the guy from Wyoming, and he actually did reasonably well.
0: For Actually, we should explain this. The way it works out is, for a Pro Tour draft, we each picked seven pros. And then I uh, came up with the idea that we should have
1: wild card,
0: bitches! <laughs> that we should have a wild card, who's worth double points. But the rules are that they're basically someone of absolutely unknown. So we essentially took the people that won PTQs and tried to remove everyone that was known even though Adina still found a couple that were known. Caleb Caleb (laughs) Durward is not a wild card.
1: But he was on the wild card list. He wasn't on the other side of the list. You know, and Ari Lax was on both sides of the list. So, you know, the the person who designed the list uh, forgot to delete some things off of it. I was just picking off the list.
2: I picked Dylan Winter because he's 13, and he was playing John Finkel, and... Stuff
0: and because you just wanted to say winter is coming,
2: I did. Is that a bad thing? Is that so rough? Actually, your moment
0: at geekery should be the Facebook page that I found about Dylan Winter.
2: <laughs> no, it shouldn't. <laughs> Have you finished with your shoutouts?
0: Oh, right, we're on shoutouts. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, we got we got slightly sidetracked. Uh, a shout out to, uh, Maxim Grin, who's a Canadian, who, who was the top finishing Canadian at the Pro Tour. I didn't check the final standings, but I think he was close to top 25.
2: Le- top 11, Maxim finished. He was. He 11. was!
0: Okay, so yeah. he, so yeah, shout out to him. He's gonna be at, uh, Gate Crash in Montreal.
2: I think there were two Canadians in the top 25, because, uh, Sebastian Deno got 15. I don't
0: know who that other guy
2: is, though. He's from, uh, BC. Ah, uh, that would explain it.
0: No one knows anyone from BC.
2: A um, couple of my players know it. I
0: don't know, but like in terms of like Canadian Magic, BC is like this. There's the Rockies that separate Canada, and like the other side of the Rockies is like unknown.
2: <laughs> Fair I enough. I mean, I
0: hear Ao Paquette is a decent player, but like even uh, he's unknown. Even on the coverage for GP Vancouver, they have pictures of all the players. He's the only one they don't have a picture of. Okay. That's what I said, i am done my shoutouts. outs
3: Charles? Shout-out to Jacob and Billy, who were up at the, the PT. I don't think Jacob made day two, but he did defeat a Hall of Famer along the way. Uh, who? Uh, he didn't make day two. Eliza. Eliza.
2: Who? Who's
3: Eliza? O-I-Z- I don't know how to say his name. Oiso.
2: Oiso, yeah.
3: I'm a hillbilly. Don't expect me to have proper speaking and book learning. Uh, shout out to, uh, professional Grand Prix champion lifter Kirk Dubay. Shout out to my beautiful and loving wife who has sat and rolled eyes at me throughout most of this podcast.
2: <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Chavez!
3: And who is baking me a birthday cake. <laughs> Giggity.
1: Happy
3: birthday. Oh, I've got like 40 minutes and Happy that's valid. Birthday. Uh, darn it, I had one more. Oh, shout-out to my lovely co-hosts for being absolutely horrible at picking Fantasy Pro Tour uh, picks. You're welcome. And that's it.
2: Okay. Uh,
1: shout-out
2: to hmm, uh, Brad Nelson and Jerry Thompson for breaking it. Because they did. I mean, that deck was awesome. It's just a shame that Jund was 30% of the meta and not 15 uh, Shout out to Chewy and Jack, who are going to be gunslinging at GP Charleston, officially paid by the To type gunslinging. So awesome. Chewy and Jack, yeah, you need to show up with eggs and beat them.
0: <laughs> yes. What format is Charleston? I don't know.
3: It's standard.
0: Sealed. Oh, okay.
3: Jack was taking yeah. suggestions for a sixty-card casual deck, so yeah, just show up with the eggs.
2: He he's just gonna get butt spanked. Uh but that's gonna be awesome. Like they apparently they're gonna be asked to do other stuff as well. I have no idea what other stuff. Maybe they're gonna dance together and do Gangnam style. That would be hilarious. No,
0: that you said they're gonna be asked to do other stuff? I can think of one other thing that Jack's gonna be asked to do.
2: <laughs> Commentary that?
0: Leave the premises. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well commentary, but okay. and little safe.
3: I think it depends on how many donuts And cognac he has
2: beforehand
1: Wow
0: South Carolina Or Charleston is like 20 hours away Non-stop Nope, not going
2: <laughs> No, me neither, unfortunately Um, uh, Shout out I think that's it Shout out to the Twinges, Just because I know they listen And they'll be like Oh my god, he gave me a shout out Again And that's it so, on that note, let's wrap this baby up. For Will, for Adina, for Travis, for eggs, this is Chris saying join us again next time for another exciting episode of Horde of Notion."